Good afternoon and welcome to this live edition of Mid-South Viewpoint. I'm Byron Tyler. So good to have you along today as we get together on our program on this Tuesday afternoon where we have cloudy skies and 55 degrees. Hope you're having a great day on this eve of Valentine's. Picked out what you're going to get your Valentine? I hope so. I hope you have it all the roses or the candy or whatever that little special thing is your sweetie likes to have. Make sure you take care of her. You've got to do something special. But the main thing is just to express your love in some real meaningful ways. Maybe wash the clothes. Take care of the kids while she goes and gets a manicure. Those kind of things. Today's program, if you remember a couple of weeks ago, I had a friend of mine, Howard Eddings, who started a ministry in the Orange Mound community called Red Zone Ministries. They're working toward social and spiritual renewal of the Orange Mound community, doing that by helping build strong children, strong families, strong communities. And they really desire that the Orange Mound community be transformed into a place of peace, which is fulfilling God's vision in Zechariah 8, 4, and 5, where once again men and women of ripe old age will sit in the streets, each with a cane in hand, and where city streets will be filled with boys and girls playing together, turning the streets and area from battlegrounds to playgrounds. And so we're excited to talk about that ministry today because I told Howard when he was here, and Howard and I have been friends way back when we were at Mid-South Bible College together many years ago, But I told Howard, I'd love to have some students from Red Zone Ministries come. Lo and behold, here we are today. First of all, I want to welcome Whitney Williams, who's the Education Director of Red Zone Ministries. Whitney, so good to have you here. Thank you. We're glad to be here. Two students, seniors from Melrose High School, Denario Lowell and Valencia Worship. Did I say your names right? It's Valencia. Valencia. Okay, we're going to get that right. Valencia Worship. First off, Valencia, I've never met anybody with a last name Worship. And I think that's pretty special. I like that last name a whole lot. Thank you. So how long have you been living in the Orange Mound community? I've been living in the Orange Mound community all my life. Tell me about your family. Tell me about growing up. My family, I have a good family, you know, very supportive, interested, and want to see me, you know, get somewhere and make it in life. Do you have siblings, brothers, sisters? Tell me about your home life. I have an older sister, and I have a younger brother, and then I also have a niece, a newborn. How old is she? She'll be one February 19th. Oh, my goodness. I know you're excited for her. Yes, sir. I love her. I bet you do. I know you do. (laughs) Also, Denario Lowell is a senior, and he's got this football number eight letter jacket from Melrose with the Melrose colors on. Facebook friends, of course, can see this. Denario, welcome to the program. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Tell me about your life in Orange Mound. Did you grow up in Orange Mound too? I did. What's life been like for you and your family life? It's been, it's been good. It's been good. My mom, her name's Kadrian Lowe, has five kids. I'm the fourth oldest. We stay in East Memphis now, but we was born and raised in Orange Mound. Most of my family still live in Orange Mound now. What do you guys like best about school? I know that you're really pumped about going to school. So, Valencia, what about school for you? What do you like best about it? Uh, I like our alumni the best. Like, we have a very strong alumni system, and they're very supportive. And, you know, they give every senior, like, when it comes to our senior year, they give us the extra push. I didn't realize the complete history of Melrose, but Melrose began back in 1890. You probably already knew that because you're seniors. You probably had to study for a test or something. But it began back in 1890 when District 18 School of Shelby County, Tennessee was established. Although the children were educated in a two-story framed unheated building, the residents believed in family values and education. 
Thus, the school became an important institution in the community. It's changed a lot. I think you do have some air conditioning and probably some bathrooms inside the school now, right? <laughs> yes, you know, sir. I'm not sure in the beginning you had that. So you can be thankful for the changes. It's had a long stay in our community, which I think is pretty special, too. Don't you, Whitney? Oh, yeah. We're very proud. It's yeah. the Melrose High School. The Melrose High School. And these are golden wildcats. Right golden wildcats. Yes. What are some of the dreams that you look at your senior year? You've got this last semester of school. What are some of the dreams that you have for your future, Valencia? I plan on attending Jackson State University, and I want to major in criminal justice. I tie in my Juris Doctoring degree and become a defense attorney for the Metro Memphis area. Pretty so. specific. I like that. <laughs> Do you have anybody in your family that's currently doing that kind of law? I have a cousin. His name is Ricky Bradley. He worked downtown at 201. Okay. Yes, sir. He's a clerk there. Maybe this kind of helped inspire you to want to get in the legal world. Yes. What about dreams for you, Denario? My dreams are to go to University of Arkansas Pine Bluff, major in acting, and be an athletic trainer. You want to major in acting? Yes, sir, I do. So you're thinking about Hollywood as a goal, maybe? Yes, it is. I wanted to go to Juilliard's, but it wasn't for me. There's other ways to get into acting. You know, it's interesting. Years ago, we had a guy out of college working for us here at the station as a part-time operator. His name was Chris Parnell. One time he said, well, it's time for me to leave. I want to go to Hollywood and try to make movies. And I didn't have any idea he would actually do that, you know. And he's been a regular for many years on the Saturday Night Live. And he's done a lot of acting in different movies with different folks, different TV appearances. So you never know what journey you might walk down in your desire to get into film. Uh, talk about living in Orange Mound. You're not living in Orange Mound right now, Denario, but you have memories. Of course, you go to Melrose, right? Mm-hmm. So yes, that's right there in Orange Mound. If I can interject, I yeah. think that that's a huge point And that adds huge value to what Melrose offers is we have kids that choose to commute and because of the history and because of their family and because of what orange mound means inside their family unit they're living in east memphis or living in whitehaven frazier all over and coming to melrose each and every day neary is one of those examples yeah so to neary that's really been a I guess a sense of pride for you, too, to go to a school that has such rich history. But the community itself in Orange Mound, talk about what you like about Orange Mound, about the people, about things that go on there. Mm, what I like about Orange Mound community is it's a lot of people that you can, like, meet during, like, activities, anything that's going on during, like, the parades, our block parties we'll be having, the courts, a lot of sports people. By the way, Howard Eddings just said the Red Zone crew want to say hi to us. He called a break. He's actually on jury duty, yeah. and uh, he, he's getting to watch us right now, so that's kind of cool. Want to say hi to Howard? Hey, Howard. <laughs> All right. What about for you, Valencia? What's it been like living in Orange Mound? I find it quite interesting. Like Nereo said, it's a great opportunity, you know, to get networked because Melrose is so known for the history. You know, and our alumni is so big. We have many chapters, not only in Memphis, but out-of-town areas, too. That does make it neat to be associated with something that has such a rich history. Well, when you talk about the history of Orange Mound itself, there's some rich history. We talked about the rich history from Melrose way back in 1890, but what do you know about the history of Orange Mound? Rich history there, too, Whitney. Yeah, oh, yeah. So Orange Mound is the first established African-American community in the United States, People will say that it was Harlem, but actually Orange Mound was the first place where African-Americans had the opportunity to not only buy their homes, but, I mean, they built it with their own hands. And even cooler is we still have residents like Miss Mary Mitchell, who lives in the original house that her family built right behind our Red Zone building. That impact and the exact history of 
what an accomplishment that we're still rolling and great things are still coming out of Orange Mountain each and every day. Exactly. What about some of the challenges for living in Orange Mountain? There's challenges anywhere you live, okay? But are there any challenges that you see, Valencia, living in Orange Mountain? Well, a couple of challenges I see is you have, you know, you always had a little negative, you know, the negative vibe from different people. But, like, I can see some of our youth, like, they don't know how to step into the real world, you know, because they have this type of mind function to where they think that they can't do it. And they lack the confidence in themselves. Right, yeah. So this something I want to change myself is, like, when I graduate and, you know, go off and I want to come back and, you know, talk to our uh, future future students. Denario, how about for you? What do you see as some of the challenges living in Orange Mound? Some of the challenges for me is the trouble that's around, just stay away from it, try to stay positive. Something that Valencia said I think is kind of interesting because some of the students didn't maybe have the confidence they needed possibly could maybe help them make their life a little bit better or maybe keep their focus a little better. That's where I wanted to go this next point is talking about role models in your life because role models can help build that confidence. You can have negative role models and they can build the wrong kind of confidence. But when you look at role models in your lives, who do you look up to as some role models? I look up to my grandmother. Tell me about your grandmother. Uh, my grandmother, her name is Jean Worship, and, you know, she's always there for me. She taught me exactly how to be a young lady, brought me up in church, and my grandmother always take me to church every Sunday, make sure that I be there. <laughs> and, yeah, she's a very sweet lady. She's a sweetheart. What's one of her favorite things you like to eat that she can cook? Spaghetti. Spaghetti, okay. <laughs> There's something about grandma's cooking that nobody can touch. <laughs> And Denario, what about for you, what about role models? Who are some people that you look up to in your community? Someone I look up to is someone I call my mentor is Mr. Ricardo Harrison. He works for the Neighborhood Christian Center. The reason I say that because he always checks on me in the summer. I work with him and he makes sure that um, I get to work on time, even if I don't have transportation. He makes sure that me and my sister is doing okay in my family. That's really special. It takes time for you. shows it by checking on you, calling you. I guess having mentors like that, Whitney, is a real important part. Where these young people are in their life right now, looking at graduating, it's good to have those positive role models. Absolutely. And that, I mean, that's our number one focus at Red Zone is walking alongside each and every one of our students. It's not necessarily about providing, here's exactly what you need to do. It's, hey, what do you want to do? How are we going to get there? Yeah. And how can we help you do it together? What does a typical weekday look like? Is there a typical day? Is it something different every day? As you structure red zone, probably don't start really until the kids are out of school. We have at least three days a week where our staff goes to um, Mellors High School and Hanley Elementary, and we're present in the cafeteria. And that just provides opportunity for us to um, just socialize with the students, kind of hear what's going on during the school day. Um, from the education side, uh, we'll work on assignments during lunch. We'll go and talk to counselors or teachers if there's issues. Um, and just any anything that we can do as just extra eyes, ears, hands, feet, we're there to help inside the school. And then the students get out at uh, 3.15 and usually <laughs> sprint over to the building. Yeah. And uh, we, we do change it up and we have stuff going on that's different and Usually something wild and crazy at least once a week, but um, our focus is education, outreach, and recreation. So we do Bible study and club um, at least once a week, so it's making sure that we're sharing the gospel creatively and providing opportunity to really kind of have that um, chance to 
dive into the Bible because so often it's, it's about having fun and we're, we're playing games and the recreation side of our half court basketball and around the world. And I will say that I am undefeated out there. <laughs> you guys are going to step so. up. Okay. He's challenged you guys here on public radio. He is wearing, he is wearing a football jacket. <laughs> That's so. true. That's true. That's true. Uh, when did you guys first hear about red zone ministries? Where were you in life before you heard about red zone? When I first heard about Red Zone, it was my ninth grade year. I was at White Station. I moved out the area to Orange Mound. So I started going to Red Zone with some of my friends. They go to school with me. They started telling me about Red Zone. So I went. I had to sign up. From there, it was just it was just home. So what was it made it home for you, Denario? Um, What made it home for me was when I heard that they you know, do transportations and make sure that you are okay, uh, help you with your work, tutoring, Practice with your ACT scores. Let me stop there one second, Whitney, because some might say, you know, you guys are like pulling out all stops to make a level playing field for these young people. Why is that so important? That's a loaded question. I think most importantly, um, kind of the, the big word for me is unconditional. And um, I mean, our, our absolute main focus is just bringing the kids to the feet of the cross, you know, and in that. Um, us having unconditional love for the kids means there's not going to be anything that they can do or say or, you know, any reaction that's going to push us away from them. And so in that, it's meeting them exactly where they are. So with that, we have to be open to a lot of barriers, a lot of boundaries, and a lot of hardship to be able to step into that. So it, we're, we're pretty creative in how we need to serve, and we're very individualized. And so making sure that if if it is Nereo that needs a ride or, you know, needs help with something specific that's not what the mass of Red Zone needs, then we're certainly going to be walking alongside of them. I like that. And Valencia, how about for you? Where were you prior to getting involved with Red Zone? I was in Melrose. I was, my big sister told me, she was like, hey, let's go to Red Zone at school. And I was like, Red Zone? What is Red Zone? She was like, just come to the building. So we went to the building, and that's when I first heard about Red Zone. I signed up, and I made a bond with Miss Whitney and Howard, my mama and daddy. Tell me about this guy, Howard Eddings. What's his role in this Red Zone thing? Howard is a good mentor, great mentor for the young men mostly. But he also has a father figure, like, He's a great father to me. And Denario, how about for you? What about Howard Eddings? Mr. Howard, he's like a big dog to me. <laughs> like, like I, well, I, I, I hope Howard didn't hear that one. Like, like, that I, straight to his <laughs> like I look up to him as like a, a uncle or father way. Like every time I see Howard, you know, it's, it's much love. Mr. Howard does a lot for us. What are some things that you guys have learned maybe about either yourself about life, about other people since you've been involved with Red Zone? What have you learned? We'll start with Valencia this time. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, about life, I learned that you can overcome any obstacle. Just have confidence in yourself. Personally, I built a lot of confidence starting from my ninth grade year. I was slacking in a couple areas around the wrong people, and I can say I came very far. I stayed to myself. I'm with a more positive crew than what I came in with my ninth grade year. Red Zone brought me closer to God. Every Bible study, I try to get to every Bible study. Then we started doing FaceTime, so I try to get with a lot of girls, and we go to FaceTime with Miss Whitney. What's the FaceTime? FaceTime is um, it's kind of the exact opposite of being on your phone for FaceTime because we recognized of 
how often our students are sitting in the building and everyone's surrounded by each other, but you're literally on your cell phone, right? you know, and there's no actual interaction. So basically it's a, an hour that we spend just with girls and volunteers of absolutely no cell phones. And we're talking about anger. We're talking about um, home life. We're talking about boys. We're talking about hurt, pain. And we look at it from um, kind of from the volunteers and our perspective of where we've been in life and right. how can we help you, what's going on in your actual life, and what does the Bible say about it? Denario, how about for you? What have you learned about yourself? What have you learned about life? What have you learned about other people as you've been involved with Red Zone? I've learned that I'm really more active with new people that Miss Winnie and Howard and other people bring to the building, like how I respond to people now. How I react mostly because I'm mostly wow. I'm an active person, so <laughs> um, yeah. They brought me closer to God with the Bible study, and That's he's what, gotten a lot better on the Xbox and PlayStation. Okay, <laughs> and, and Valencia's helped him do that, right? <laughs> yeah, you guys are pretty active with the Red Zone, but is there much peer pressure from those? Oh, you shouldn't be involved with Red Zone. When I was telling like I got to school, I was like I'm going to Red Zone. People like oh, don't want to go. What's Red Zone? I'm like my Red Zone. It's like it's the chill spot at the school, like, keep you out of trouble. Red Zone is a building that really keeps you out of trouble. Like, you go to Red Zone, you have to worry about nothing that so-and-so said and what happened on the neighborhood. You have to worry about what's going on because you wasn't there. You was at Red Zone doing what you had to do, like, d- going over your work, playing a game or eating snacks, relaxing. Yeah. So it's really a safe place, yes. yeah, a safe environment. We pride ourselves on the fact that we're not a club and we're not a clique, and we're also not for one type of student. So we truly serve an array of youth. So, we, I mean, from valedictorian to having to go down for court dates at 201 Poplar, it isn't just for one kid. Right. So, so we don't more, – more of running into the fact of, like, what is resident or why are you going over there is more of the intimidation from students who've never stepped foot through the door yeah. because there's there's not many versions of Red Zone to compare it to. So you yeah. don't understand when yeah. it's like there's this crazy lady – and this man <laughs> that are there, and they, they feed you snacks and talk about Jesus. <laughs> I love it. Okay, if you guys could change any one thing about Red Zone, what would you change? I'd change the goal. Escobar goal. Do we need listeners to give some donations to buy a new goal? The goal we have is fine. You need to be a little higher. A little, a little higher. Okay. It won't go any higher where he is now? It can, but Bob might hit on the roof. So we need maybe a better accommodation for a basketball court, Whitney? If I may be so bold, we need a better accommodation for our students in general. We're functioning out of a building that is not fit to scale for the amount of kids we serve. So, um, I mean, that's our that's that's what uh, our biggest prayer request is right now is finding a bigger space um, to be able to serve our students well. It's a half court. Um, <laughs> beat up basketball goal that yeah the the ball the basketball court that the ball goes on the roof all the time and i mean and we have one one large multi-purpose room and uh, i mean it would be great to have a space where we can have classrooms and be able to do breakout bible studies and right now we're bouncing around from melrose to my house to right. the church down the street to be able to provide different environments for opportunities to grow so that really is something our listeners could pray about. And if they have a an avenue, a resource they might be able to help contribute to that, that would be a great thing to do. So we would in, encourage you to contact Whitney at Red Zone. Sure. How can folks get in touch with you? 
you can contact us um, on our website, which is redzonememphis.org. And then our executive director, Howard Eddings, his email address is just howard at redzonememphis.org. And mine's the same, Whitney at redzonememphis.org. Okay. And also, volunteers, is there a need for extra hands? Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Maybe afternoon snacks or something like that. What would you suggest? Absolutely. You know, honestly, I think that just as we serve our kids in different ways, we're willing to serve alongside our volunteers in different ways. So whatever you're passionate about, whatever you're great with or, you know, like to do or however you think how you can serve best. We we do. We have um, Miss Ginger is our faithful volunteer. and. um, If she doesn't show up with peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, then Red Zone has quite a few times almost got set on fire. Just, just that, I mean, that's her love language is bringing, yeah. bringing food for us. Wow, well, I love that. Well, listen, this has been a great afternoon. I told you, you guys would do great. You did do great. And thank you for sharing about your experience with Red Zone Ministries. Whitney, thank you so much, too. Thank for, you for uh, having us. And we also, a special thanks to the principal at Melrose High School. Yes, Mr. Neal. Yes. Mr. Neal, who excused you from school. So it's official. You're on Facebook, so you're, in a, you're not playing hooky. <laughs> he, he, can go, he can go back and watch the video and know that we're actually in the studio today. So special thanks to Mr. Neal. Thank you, too, friend, for listening to this edition of Mid-South Viewpoint. That's all of our time. We're out. I'm Byron Tyler. We'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.